0: Welcome in to Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, what is the Braves' biggest weakness heading into 2023? It's not sexy, but it's what you got to have. And the playoff push starts tonight for the Atlanta Hawks. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hitting Heart is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We ask you to head to youtube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get all of your favorites, you can find us there. Roku and Amazon Fire, that's two additional ways that you can find us. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So was looking at trying to figure out what is the Braves' biggest weakness going into 2023? And I'll be honest with you, I was having a lot of difficulty in doing this. You know, with Ozzie Albie's back in the lineup, they're going to be a really good offensive team. They were a really good offensive team last year. The length of their lineup is really good. You add Sean Murphy in, that looks all good. Your pitching staff, okay, I'll take Strider, Freed, Wright, even Charlie Morton. And then, okay, if I have to pick between Mike Soroka or Ian Anderson, that's a pretty good fifth spot to have. The bullpen. Iglesias and those guys, I feel pretty confident about them. Defense, well, you know, we lost the Gold Glover in Dansby. Yeah, but Olsen should be better defensively. Getting Ozzie back's a good defensive player. Riley's a good defensive third baseman. And, oh, yeah, Michael Harris for a full season and Ronnie for a full season in the outfield. Makes my outfield defense spectacular. And then, oh, yeah, we just, like, added the best one or two defensive catchers in all of Major League Baseball. And then Max Fried's a gold glove pitcher on defense. I mean, there really isn't a whole lot here. I'll say this, maybe it's a little bit of the bench, but here's what I think the biggest weakness is when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. And that is their division. And I'll say it like this, Philadelphia, the New York Mets have gotten better. Now, I still will pick the Braves, to win the division, I, I, I'll continue to pick them until somebody beats them, right, the old saying in wrestling, to be the man, you got to beat the man, until somebody steps up and beats the Atlanta Braves, I will pick them to win the division, but there's no doubt that the Mets got better, that the Philadelphia Phillies got better, and can the Philadelphia Phillies be, for, can they close the gap of 14 games? Because that's where the Mets and the Braves had a 14-game lead over the Philadelphia Phillies. Can Philly be 14 within 14 games better of the Atlanta Braves? I think so. I mean, if they, they went to the World Series, they added a whole bunch of pieces, Trey Turner and everybody, they, they should be within 14 games of the division. So if there's any weakness, I think, it's just the division that they play in. Just the idea of Things will be more competitive. Things will be tighter within the division. Now, it can't get tighter than the fact that the Braves finished tied for the division lead with the New York Mets. And then because they head to head, they actually won the division. But short of that, I, I just don't see where you can take the Atlanta Braves and still say that they're not one of the best teams in the National League, that they're not the favorites to win the division. And, and all like I said, because. With Philadelphia and New York, yes, it, it's better and they're better. But the Braves won the head the series head to head against the New York Mets. They won the series head to head versus the Philadelphia Phillies. So until I can, you know, until a team comes along and knocks them off their perch, I think you have to go with the Braves. And with that, there aren't any glaring weaknesses. You you don't look at their offense, their defense, their pitching staff, their bullpen. There isn't anything that just neon flashing lights sticks out about a weakness for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, if we're if we're talking about the idea of a fifth starter and can that guy get on track? Man, those are first-world problems to have. You know, if, if we're trying to debate whether or not Mike Soroka or Ian Anderson can lock up that fifth spot and can those guys bounce back? Okay, you mean a guy who was my best pitcher a few years ago in the world series in the postseason, or, you know, Mike Soroka who was arguably one of the two or three best starters in the national league a few years ago. Okay. Gee, if I have to settle for one of those guys, well, Morton's got to bounce back. Okay. I mean, it wasn't a good year for Charlie Morton. If he can give up a few less homers, he still was a 205 strikeout pitcher, still led the Braves in strikeouts. So when we get down to it, it, it's a lot of nitpicking on things, you know, and I, and I was taking some calls last night from some people on the show. Well, maybe the bridge between our starters and our, our, uh, end of game, you know, whether it's Minter or Raziel Iglesias, uh, okay. Like those are first world problems to have. And certainly I would have said defensively that, Hey, we're not nearly as good up the middle, right? I always talk about up the middle, good defense, right? And Dansby was the linchpin for all of that. Well, up the middle, let's see. I added the best one or two defensive catchers in the entire game of baseball. Vaughn Grissom for whatever he's going to be, but I still have Ozzy now, who's a good defensive player. Oh, yeah, and I have a full season of Michael Harris in center field. So... You know, defensive shortstop. Yeah, we t- we'll take a step back, but up the middle as a whole, I don't think that we lose anything. I think Murphy's a better defensive catcher than Darno. Ozzy's a better option than we have defensively of any of our other bench guys. So there really aren't any glaring weaknesses for this team, and, and that's definitely a good sign. I mean, that's why we're in World Series or bust mode, right? That's why we get in this mode of, hey, anything less than the World Series is looked at as a disappointment. And that's the quality of this organization and this team that Alex Anthopoulos, that Brian Snicker, that all these guys that have been part of the front office have put themselves in this position. So other than maybe can Philadelphia be better than 14 games back of the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets? Sure. Sure. But short of maybe that, I just don't see anything that pops up from the Atlanta Braves as far as glaring weaknesses, or you can point directly to one thing that the Braves don't do well. All right, let's talk about my friends over at FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. And when you sign up today, you can claim your no sweat first bet where you get a chance to win as much as a thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money lines to point scores, to props, everything that you can think of and you can bet on all of it at FanDuel.com. So go to FanDuel.com today. You can combine your bets too for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and claim your no-sweat first bet where you can get as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Pro Football Focus came out with their list of 100 and the one hundred and one top player. Let me let me make sure I say it right for them. The Pro Football Focus 101, highlighting the top 101 players from the 2022 NFL season, okay? Now, one Atlanta Falcon made the list, okay? Well, it, it, it's got to be our unicorn, Kyle Pitts. No, no, it's not. Well, well, it's our rookie wide receiver. We had a really good year and all that. No, no, no. Well, it's our interior defensive tap. No, no, no. Well, it's our corners and our safeties. No, 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 no. One guy made the list for the Atlanta Falcons. Chris Lindstrom made the Atlanta made the list of the Pro Football Focus 101. Know where he came in at? 12th. Here's what they say: Atlanta's offense became the most run-heavy offense in the game and played right into Lindstrom's hands as he built on a good career thus far to become a human bulldozer this season. Lindstrom was a phenomenal run blocker all season long, and he allowed just nine total pressures across 17 games and over 500 pass blocking snaps. An underrated element, he committed just two penalties all season. Now, I know it's not sexy, right? Hey, unicorns, $13 million safeties, guys who play 10 yards away from the football, right? And then here's good old Chris Lindstrom, 12th on the best player list of a top 101 players and the only guy that we had on that list. Yeah, it's not cool. It's not sexy. It's it's not unicorns and all this other kind of stuff that we focus our attention on and talking about $13 million safeties. But you know what wins in the NFL? You know what makes the difference? You know why the Falcons didn't take a step back in their win total year over year? Because they had a really good offensive line and they could control the game even with no defense, even with no quarterback play by and large. They were able to control the offensive line of scrimmage run the football very effectively, and it kept them in games, it kept games close. And if you can make a play here, make a play here, some weeks we made a play to make a, a, a to get a victory. Some weeks we didn't make a play and it cost us. But one of the aspects of why we were able to even win the seven games that we did and not take a step back, even though our franchise quarterback was out of the mix, even though our number one wide receiver was out of the mix, how many teams could lose their franchise quarterback and their number one weapon and still win the same amount of games year over year? And Chris Lindstrom isn't sexy. He's not, you know, unicorns and safeties, and he doesn't make flashy plays or anything like that. But with McGarry and Lindstrom, you have two bulldozers on the right side of your run game and you were able to control the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the football. And again, that's what wins in the NFL. We can we can talk about all of these things, and I'm seeing more and more people getting on the Jesse Bates bandwagon, where his agent said he wants more money year over year. He thinks that he deserves a boost. So if he made 13 million last year, how much more is it going to cost us? All for guys that play 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage, 10 yards away from when the football is set down. They play as far away from the football as we can. That's not winning football. And, And you guys can argue, and you know, you can fuss, and you can say, we need to upgrade here, and this, and that, and blah, 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 blah. But all of the least sexy players in the NFL are what wins. And by the way, look at some of the guys that were in front of Chris Lindstrom. Okay. Pat Mahomes. Oh, gee, he's the best player in the NFL. Chris Jones. Oh, what does he do? Oh, sack the quarterback. Joe Burrow. Oh, he plays quarterback, right? Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Lane Johnson, Nick Bosa. Those are some of the guys that are in front of Chris Lindstrom. Gee, You mean those guys really influence? I mean, the the majority of the guys that are from Lindstrom up to top influence the line of scrimmage of the game. Yeah, you've got Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey and all those good kinds of things. You know who was above Travis Kelsey? Chris Jones and Pat Mahomes. Because they influence the game more. Not... 20 yards out, not unicorns that stand out here, not unicorns that run down the field and everything out. And, and there are three things that have to happen before they get involved in a play. You know why Travis Kelsey is like the fourth player? You know, Travis Kelsey, look look at his look at his numbers. And they were good, but look at his numbers pre mahomes and post Mahomes. You know why Kelsey's a Hall of Fame player? Because Pat Mahomes is the quarterback now. Look at uh, literally look at his five year career, uh, the the five years that he played before Mahomes and look at the five years that he's had since he's had Pat Mahomes and look at how the franchise has turned around. And then you add all those other guys, Chris Jones and everybody else. That's winning football. And I, I again, when I'm I'm looking at mock drafts that take corner, when I'm looking at people talking about how Jesse Bates is a natural fit and think. Huh? I, I I just I'm I'm blown away when I see these things and read these things. Now, that doesn't mean that the Falcons won't take those guys or sign those guys because right now we don't build a winning organization. Sorry, I mean we just don't build a winning organization right now. And, and we've had five years of losing to back me up on that stat are we headed in the right direction? Yeah, I think we are. We got we got the right coach. Hopefully our quarterback steps up. Now we've kind of solidified our offensive line, but we got to make sure we take care of right tackle, take care of left guard, build on our strength that we have, and then figure out a way that we can build our defensive lineup. That's what wins in the NFL. Lindstrom isn't sexy. He's not cool. He's not one of the cool kids. He doesn't run downfield really fast. He doesn't be a unicorn. He, He doesn't run routes, and he doesn't cover guys up and stuff like that. But you know where Lindstrom wins? Every week, every snap. You know where Lindstrom wins? In the trenches. And until we figure that out, until this organization figures that out, That trench warfare is where it's at for the NFL, then we're going to still struggle and fight and scratch and claw. Hopefully we don't worry, focus all of our attention on all these pieces that go 10 yards away from where the football is put down. All right, let's talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, everybody's trying to get in shape at this time of the year. Everybody's back in the gym. You're looking for those Low calorie, low sugar, low carb types of snacks, but you want the high protein that comes along with it. Built.com is the place to go. Check out their wide menu of all their different products and try the marshmallow puffs. By the way, if you're looking for something with a little different taste and texture, try the marshmallow puffs, protein infused, everything by and large is 130 grams of calories, four grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein in it. So everybody's looking for those new snacks. So, if you don't want to go to built.com today and check it out, now you can go to Walmart and go to their pharmacy section, pick you up a box of built bars. Or you can go to Sam's Club now and pick up a box of built bars. So, whether you go the brick and mortar route or you go traditionally online, you can chop either way, but go to built.com today or Walmart or Sam's Club. And now you can pick up your box of built bars and get your low calorie, low sugar, low carb snacks but high in protein as we're all trying to get healthier at this time of the year. And besides making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day, make sure you make Locked on Sports today your second listen. Biggest Stories of the Day, Instant Reactions, Big Game Recaps, and The Take of the Day, available Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get all of your podcasts from. Well, it all starts tonight. Now, here's the good news for the Atlanta Hawks, okay? Okay. The team that they're playing is one of the best teams in the NBA. Cavaliers are a terrific organization. They added Donovan Mitchell, and he's taken them up to heights that they were building off the success that they had last year. And now they've moved in an up arrow direction. Here's the good thing for the Hawks, though. Okay. Number one is Cleveland played last night. So they're on the back end of a back to back where they played one of the most toughest, rugged teams in the NBA in Denver and now they've got to come down here. So that's number one. Number two is the idea that the Cavaliers are not nearly as good of a team on the road as they are at home. They are outstanding. Uh, is that the Quicken Loans Arena or whatever it is? It was, it was the old Gund Arena, but they are outstanding at home. They're one of the best teams in the NBA at home, but they're a below 500 team on the road. So if I'm gonna believe OK, and Trey Young will be back tonight. So he had a personal day yesterday. He'll be back tonight. But if I'm to believe Clint Capella, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, we got to be better. DeJounte Murray, we got to be better. It's, it's accountability. It's our responsibility. We've got to play better. We didn't help out Nate. This, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. OK, all starts tonight. All starts tonight. Tonight's got to be a victory. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Tonight has to be a victory. Because we haven't taken advantage of any point of our schedule this season. We have to start taking advantage of these opportunities. Cleveland's not as good on the road. Cool. Cleveland's playing the second game of a back-to-back. Cool. They just had a fist fight with a rugged Denver Nuggets team, who's arguably the best team in the Western Conference, maybe in the NBA cool we have to take advantage of it and if this team comes out and lays an egg i promise you because by the time we get back on monday we'll have had the cleveland cavaliers and then on sunday we play the brooklyn nets who their new look right they got rid of kyrie they got rid of kevin durant but they brought Mikhail bridges and some good pieces in and based upon what they did when they went down to Miami and won right before the All-Star break and Bridges went off for like 45 or whatever like that, they might not be as bad as what we think or take that big step back that we thought. And I fully expect, I don't know what the over-under is on points for Trey Young tonight, but I'm thinking I'm going to take the over. Unless the over-under is 50 tonight, because he might be about 45, I'll take the over on Trey Young's points tonight because I think he's going to come out and prove some doubters wrong or just have a chip on. He's going to play with a chip on his shoulder tonight. And I really think that the Hawks will be in full tilt boogie mode. That they that they will be in rock and roll, the Ayatollah of rock and roller mode tonight when they get the Cavs. And I expect a big time win. And if they don't, if they stub their toe this weekend in these games, because again, the teams that they're playing are better than them, but the Cavs aren't as good on the road and the Nets are a new look team. This should be two victories that the Hawks get. They should be two and O not one and one, not zero and two. This is two and O and it's our push to the playoffs. You know, We have the third toughest schedule remaining in the NBA as far as the record of the teams that we're going to play. Third toughest schedule in the NBA. And when you get nights like this, they have to take advantage of the majority of their games being at home, catching Cleveland on a back-to-back, catching Cleveland on the road where they're not as good. You have to take advantage of it. We've done nothing of that this year. We've just kind of fluttered and floundered and all that kind of stuff. And I heard Bogey Bogdanovich talk yesterday to the media where he said, winning solves everything. Isn't that true in sports? That's true in everything in life. Winning solves everything. That was his exact quote. No doubt about it. You rattle off three, four, five wins in a row. You're right back into it. Everything's hunky-dory. It's kumbaya. All the issues are in the past. And also, too, if Nate McMillan was truly the problem. And again, I've said, Nate McMillan was part of the problem. Trey Young is part of the problem. John Collins is part of the problem. DeAndre Hunter is part of the problem. The vendor and the hot dog vendor in section 222 is the problem. The ball boy is part of the problem. Bob Rathburn is part of the problem. Everybody's at fault here. Anybody... No no matter who's within the Hawks organization, everybody's got their hands dirty in this thing. The front office is responsible for this. The owner is responsible for this. Everybody has a hand in why this season has gone sideways for the Atlanta Hawks when there was so much expectation for this team. And we're like, we're like, we were supposed to be a top four team and we're, Twice that, you know, we're in the eighth seed. So I expect a, a new look, refocused, revamped Hawks team coming out there tonight. And they better show it because everything sets up for tonight. Everything sets up for tonight. You get a boost from, you know, normally when, you know, we saw with Brent Key, where they went on the road and they beat Pitt and everyone's like, wait a second, how'd this happen? Everything sets up for the Atlanta Hawks tonight to go full tilt boogie and get this thing cranked up and going. And this is going to be our playoff push. No matter what other distractions are out there, no matter whatever else happens, I expect Trey Young to have a big game tonight. I expect those guys to have some accountability. I expect them to play much better. And if they don't, I'm going to crush them. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a sledgehammer. You know that whack-a-mole game, right? They don't play well these next couple of nights, whack-a-mole, because everybody's part of the problem. Everybody's part of the problem. The guy that sweeps the floor, Dominique Wilkins. Everybody's part of the problem right now. Why we don't win? So I expect a new look Hawks team, and they have to catch Cleveland when everything is set up for them to lose this game tonight. Hawks have to take advantage at some point of the schedule and their home court and everything that goes along with it. So I'm gonna be absolutely laser-focused. We got Braves baseball this weekend, right? Grapefruit League action starts. Hawks, or uh, sorry, uh, Falcons are kind of in a dead period right now. I am laser-focused on the way that this Hawks team is gonna come out. And we'll see it tonight. And on Sunday night, and they need to be 2-0 and when all this is said and done. All right, we well, thank you so much for making hitting Heart with John Chuck for your first listen. Make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get all of your favorites. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser, when you get there hit that subscribe button we're trying to get to six thousand folks so make sure when you go there hit that subscribe button be a part of our ever-growing community we are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms including spotify odyssey apple podcasts wherever you get your favorites from you can download us there also roku and amazon fire that's two additional ways that you can listen to the shows Check us out there and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Hawks, I'm looking right at you. We'll regroup on Monday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.